How we feeling, man? I am turned the f up right now. <laughs> For those that don't know, that is a Taylor Swift song. Welcome to episode forty nine of Winging It. Why did we start this off with a Taylor Swift song, Ali? What could be buzzing around that would make us pay Taylor Swift to kick off this episode? Let me think, Taylor Swift. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? It's it's kind of like in the backfield of my brain and it might it may come to me. It may yeah. come to me. Yeah, just don't hurt yourself. Don't get an ankle injury. No, I think, you know, <laughs> it's interesting, right? I feel like there is so many times that the Philadelphia Eagles are in conversations to get some of these big blockbuster players. And for those that don't know, there's a rumor going around that the Eagles are actually the number one like team in front with the best odds to take on Jonathan Taylor to add to our backfield with DeAndre Swift. There's the Taylor Swift reference. Do you really think it's realistic that we land someone like JT here in Philadelphia? And if we do, what do you think it does to our odds? I think it is absolutely realistic. Anything with Howie Roseman is absolutely realistic. Uh, Peter Schrager from NFL Network a couple of days ago posted yeah. on Twitter talking about what was the other GM, but he was like, when I'm talking to Howie, I got to have both hands on my back pockets. Like, <laughs> well, he also like interviewed uh, one of his uh, like uh, college roommates and just yeah. said like Howie Roseman would wake up. And with like his clipboard and his folders and throwing stuff, watching, he's like, I'm going to be the next GM in the NFL. I also didn't know he was like a diehard Jets fan, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't think it happens, man. I think I, I, I follow that sentiment that if it's if it sounds too good to be true, then it usually is. We're just not the type of team. It's not in Howie's MO to give up first round draft picks. And that's what we're hearing from the Colts and what they're requiring to give it up. Now, apparently, the Miami Dolphins did give an offer and they shot it down. I don't know where these sources are coming from, but they do. They did say that they shot down the Miami Dolphins. And I think the Miami Dolphins are like trying to sell out to try to win right now with all their recent acquisitions. Right. That they probably would be paying a higher price than the Philadelphia Eagles would be doing it. We'll see. The Colts were just in town for that preseason game. They were in the building. You know, the GMs were talking, but I don't see it, man. Some people say Jonathan Taylor is still in the building, you know, just holding out hope as much as he can. No, yeah. you know, realistically speaking, let's be pragmatic for a second here. Do we actually need Jonathan Taylor in our backfield? Probably not. We've got a very capable RB1 in Kenny Gainwell who performed lights out last year. And I'm so confident if he's like our number one running back. And we add DeAndre Swift, elite name. And we add Rashad Penny, still an elite name, even though it's, you know, not a nickel or a dime. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. 
even if you've got all three of those guys, I'm still so confident in our backfield, especially because the value of running backs is starting to decline pretty rapidly, especially after what their first five seasons um, is when you start seeing running backs start to start to trail off. So I'm happy with it. But man, having Taylor Swift in our backfield does sound really nice. Yeah. Taylor Swift in the backfield. You know, it, it would be interesting, though. I mean, like, do we need him? No. But do we have the cap space? Yeah. Do we think that it helps us get a little bit better? Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is you put Jalen Hurts back there. You have Jonathan Taylor going rep to rep with Kenny Gainwell and DeAndre Swift. Like, we're just going to dominate on the ground. And then you have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, this is just way too exciting to even think about <laughs> the possibility. So I'm going to refrain. I do think we need some help in the safety and the linebacker position. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the preseason game. What were your th- first impressions on Anthony Richardson? I was actually pretty excited to go into a game where we're going to see a rookie QB get some first time reps. And, you know, I think uh, I think he showed some flashes of of things that you would expect from a from a top competing rookie. Um, they even said on the broadcast that they were going to take him regardless of where he fell in the draft. Like they were not going to sell out for anyone else. So what are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? I thought he played pretty trash last night. Yeah. I mean, his <laughs> his throws were so inaccurate. Yeah. I mean, listen, you've got guys like Garden, Gardner Minshew as his backup. He Ellinger. Looks he looks also, great. Dude, Ellinger Minshew also looked great. great. Ellinger also looked great. Did you great. see Gardner Minshew's helmet? It looked like it had these like chin pads. Yeah. He looked ridiculous. I've never seen an NFL helmet like that. Some of these new designs look like absolutely ridiculous. Well, I think the newest design with the one that doesn't have like the, the face guard yeah. uh, on the helmet is actually there for player safety. It like compresses differently than, than the old helmets that allows them to I don't know, hit harder without actually damaging their heads. But I mean, Gardner Minshew also always looks ridiculous. So I'm not surprised that his helmet <laughs> looks ridiculous too. No, he he looked like a rookie quarterback. He looked like there were some deer in the headlights moments. Um, I'm hearing a lot of reports. Uh, I, I watched CJ Stroud play a little bit. He also looked like he's kind of, you know, right out of the wound or the womb, arms flailing, doesn't really know what's going on, crying a lot. Um, but I, you know, experience comes with time. Once these guys throw seven, eight, nine, ten. In the case of uh, Richardson, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the like the 15 interception range this season. It's it's clearly a rebuild year. Anytime you start with a QB that's a rookie from week one, unless he's like Matt Ryan and just like explodes from day one, um, I. I you know, I think the Colts know what's in store for them for this yeah. season. Yeah, you know, I, I think he looked okay, at least like starting out there. He he did take the team down a little bit. We did see some flashes of his, you know, cannon as an arm. Uh, his mobility is obviously going to be an issue for, for any team that's going to be facing them. But I wasn't wildly impressed, but I just think it's cool. I don't know. I'm really big on just like watching draft picks. I have like a weird fascination with just like seeing people for the first time. I know it's like weird, but I just like – feel like I could be witnessing history, right? Like I right. could have been like, oh, I remember the preseason game where he came out and he did okay against us. And now look at what he's come to. Um, I'm weird like that too in the stadium. It's like, oh my gosh, Tom Brady's right in front of me. Oh my gosh, right there's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I've always been I've always been uh, weird like that, but it was interesting. On the other side of the ball, uh, Marcus Mariota, one drive. Um, didn't really have to do much because uh, Devin Allen, and I want to talk to you about Devin Allen. We got a little bit of a disagreement going on about the the up 
side potential for Devin Allen. Um, gave Marcus Mariota a short field. Marcus almost threw an interception and thought it was an interception. Ended up being a completion. Handed it off to Trey Sermon, I believe, to score a touchdown. And then Tanner McKee took the ball for the rest of the game. Um, I was really impressed with Tanner, man. I just, I think this kid is a baller. His stat sheet looks way worse than what he actually put out on the field. He looked cool, composed, and his receivers kept dropping balls. But man, he 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 made the throws he needed to make. He looked like Nick Foles and Nick Foles esque, right? Not like super mobile, but 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 just just the way he was throwing. And the thing that was crazy to me is you wouldn't guess it, but he's six six. Yeah, he's a tall dude. He doesn't look like a tall dude. And what I mean by that is he's not stumbling around the pocket looking like a newborn giraffe where he's constantly tripping his over his feet like you would see from a lot of these tall guys. I was surprised to learn that he was six six. What are your thoughts on uh, QB two or three, whoever you ask? <laughs> you know, it's funny. And I'm, I, I share Drew's sentiment from last week in that I really hope this is the last time we talk about our QB two for the rest of the season. But it's Mm -hmm. such an ingrained part of our culture in Philly to know the status, to know the the talent of our QB2 because the only championship that we have, that banner, is because of a QB2. So his Mm -hmm. ability to come in and take over is a really important thing for us, culturally at least. Um, How do I feel about Tanner McKee? Dude, the guy was throwing balls on ropes, man. These things were lasers. He had a uh, a pass to uh, Joseph uh, uh, not going to play for Philadelphia by the end of this uh, this week. Um, He it was like I thought it was intercepted, man. But the window that he threw it in was so tight. Manages to squeeze it in there and Gata runs off, fumbles the football. That could have been, that looked like it was a scoring drive yeah, right there. Yeah, that two-minute drive looked phenomenal. He was running it like it was a clinic, man. I, I'm super impressed with this kid. Uh, I, I really hope that Mariota, for his sake, um, is able to turn it around, I guess. But, uh, you know, if he continues on this trajectory, McKee, um, I, I can see him clearly being a starter somewhere in this league in like three years. Yeah. And listen, I've seen three good games from Tanner McKee. I think everyone can have be lucky. Everyone can, you know, memorize a script and go out there and do the few plays you're supposed to, and you can see success. But Tanner McKee got the majority of the snaps last game. Um, I would now comfortably say that if Nick or team decided to make a switch at backup quarterback and give him that, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say it's as ridiculous as I've been saying it is. I do think Marcus Mariota should get the spot. I do think we need a vet. If we don't have a vet, if, if we don't want to move forward with him, we should bring in another vet to be our backup. Um, but there's a lot of really positive things. I was actually really surprised to hear announcers on yeah. national television saying that Tanner could be quarterback number two. Um, that's why I don't get paid to do this, right? This is just a hobby for me. And this is just what I'm thinking. But, um, who's it? Andrew Whitworth at the end of the game was saying that Tanner McKee could be there. And he even said that he had coaches from Stanford that compared Tanner McKee to Andrew Luck. That's, that's some craziness right there. So maybe we do have a hidden gem. Maybe we are coaching the next, uh, I don't know, man, Jalen's going to be in Philly for so long. Maybe it's like a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where we get some high draft capital. Cause somebody yep. wants to see like, Hey, this dude is flashing. We want to, we want to get him there. 
All right, let's debate real quick. I want to talk to you about Britton Covey and Devin Allen on who you think should be returning kicks. Tell me what your your thought process is on this. My thought process is every time Britton Covey gets hit, he looks like a rag doll just getting hit. That's Devin Allen. No Heath way. Heath Rock, dude. No. Britton Covey, I remember the first kickoff he returned. Uh, he No, it wasn't a kickoff. It was a punt. He got his mouth guard knocked out of his face, dude. Good. This, Welcome to the NFL. Sure. Devin Allen is such an intriguing prospect in the Eagles organization because of his speed, his ability to run up the field, turn up the field, and just literally in the blink of an eye, go 30 yards is a huge asset. You can't discount that type of speed. I Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, so the funny thing is, is I've actually thought what you thought about Britton Covey the whole time about Devin Allen, that every time he gets tackled, he looks like he's getting hurt. He had a few receptions yesterday where he got tackled. I'm like, dude, like he's such a little guy that like these little tackles like look really big. Like the one I thought he wasn't going to get up. I thought he, he, he was concussed. Yep. Here, here's the thing, though. I think we're taking one kickoff out of context. He fumbled it. He almost got brought down at the 17-yard line, managed to shake it off. And when the special teams players on the Colts side gave up a little bit, he broke to the edge and his speed got him all the way down to the field. I think if you replicate that same scenario a hundred times, he doesn't get a big return there. I don't think this is like some crazy – I mean, he's he's quick. He's quick. But like the number one thing in special teams is you have to be able to field the ball. You, in the NFL, especially in today's NFL, you are not running the ball back as as much as you used to back in like you know the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, most of the kickoffs go out of bounds. Most of the punt, most of the punters now are so elite that it's all focused on hang time and pinning people back as deep as they can go with no chance of a return. Um, Deshaun Jackson set that precedent for the league of what happens <laughs> to the Giants, right? So. The number one priority that I would be looking for as a special teams coach is not who's the quickest guy out there, is who is going to possess the most amount of ball security. Devin Allen dropped passes last night. Devin Allen dropped that opening kickoff. I don't trust him back there fielding kicks. Is he a wide receiver? No. That's can his position. He, what do you can, mean? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Is, is he, he a wide receiver? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Debate over. Yeah, done. Uh, no. Is he a wide receiver? Is he going to start as a wide receiver for the Eagles? No, but I think of this guy. Okay, let's look on the other side of special teams. This guy was playing the gunner position for every time we punted the football, and he was one of the first guys getting to the runner almost every single punt that we did, which we did have a lot of punts last night. Um, this guy almost reminds me of like a Vince Papali type type player where he's kind of small He's not necessarily built to take a lot of hits, but his speed is a huge asset, right? I, I I think there is a spot for this kid in our organization. I don't necessarily know where yet, but that speed, you just can't let it go. You can't ignore it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but that's why I think Devin Allen, he may be a special teams player, but I, I still don't look at him as as a, as a kick returner. Sure. Um, And I do think that's why I don't know if he'll make the team, but he'll probably make the practice squad to keep our practice squad players healthy and recognizing elite speed down the field because we're going up against Jalen Waddle, we're going up against Tyreek Hill, we're going up against Nicole Hardman, we're going up against quick wide receivers in the NFL, and that's the new game. It is not this grit, run it down your throat, 
it's tough defense. It's all about speed, ad- agility, and you need someone on your practice squad to be able to do that. So he's a tremendous asset to the organization as a whole. I just don't think that is going to constitute him him being here. To be fair, our team played the Colts' starters for uh, almost the entire half, right? So uh, these are our backups playing against their starters, which is a sad statement for the Colts, um, given how close this game was by halftime. But also think about the fact that this was his first kick return in like seven or eight years, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's okay to make mistakes with your first one, especially during the preseason. Sure. I do want to see where this kid develops. I want to see where this story progresses. I'm not sitting here saying like, oh my God, he needs to be returning all of our kick returns for us. I'm sitting here saying, I'm intrigued. I want to see more. Don't let this kid go. He's got a spot in on this team. I just don't know where it is yet. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's more so in the developmental areas and you think that there is a Cinderella story that can happen. And that's cool. Who doesn't who doesn't love a story like that? I mean, speaking of stories, I love that Nick Sirianni addressed his third string last week and said Reed Blankenship was competing for a roster spot. And he's not playing this week because he's a starter. Like, that's really exciting to be yeah. able to have the opportunity here. But Dude, Reed Blankenship, just for the for the sake of everyone listening, yeah. I listened to uh, this uh, this podcast this morning. Um, obviously, it's our podcast talking yeah, I was about Reed say Blankenship because it's the only podcast. It's the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> um, but essentially, talking about this kid's intelligence, he is able to mm. diagnose plays at almost like at a superhuman level. He's able to diagnose routes before they start developing, and that's why he was able to jump on that interception against Aaron Rodgers, but even some of his tackles where he's able to like make these open field tackles. He is so quick off the snap in diagnosing what's going on with the play. I love the fact that he's on our side. I love the fact that he's playing safety for us. Addressing the other safety position now is, is a top concern, obviously, since we're 16 days away from kickoff. Yeah. And, and, and I think we could also talk about like players. Maybe we are, Certain will make the roster and won't make the roster. I don't have like a prepared list. So this is kind of, you know, winging it. Um, I, I wonder like who's going to get that second safety spot. I'm, I'm thinking Sydney Brown. Is that, do you think that's too ambitious? Like who do you think is really going to be going after this spot? Also, Howie Roseman hasn't made any moves yet. And on average, he makes two and a half moves per year. So there is, I think, some very notable, um, uh, uh, like pressure that, Hey, like preseason's over. These are our spots. These are who we're cutting. We also need to fill out some of the gaps. And I'm still concerned about linebacker and safety position. I mean, who do you really think is going to get to start at those positions? I mean, at this point, you know, Terrell Edmonds is listed as our starter yeah. on the, the strong yeah, safety right. side. I'm not <sighs> listen, right? Like Sydney Brown is a kid that in front of the media was like, I want to be a feared player in this league. Like that is a, it's just an innate sort of, it's his personality, right? Mm -hmm. Like the kid is always running downhill. He's trying to make a statement, playing with a chip on his shoulder. And it's almost hard to find that level of sort of trying to prove it to to the league, trying to prove it to the world. And you got to take advantage of it. But Terrell Edmonds, do I think he's going to do a good job? Sure. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily excited to see him back there, but um, if he's able to get the job done, 
I'm okay with it. I'm okay with letting Sidney Brown sit for, you know, half the season and continue mm-hmm. to try to compete for that first R- spot. Rotate him in, right? Yeah. 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 The the linebacker position is is a is an interesting one because we have a lot of weak side linebackers on the roster right now. We've got Nicholas Morrow, who's mm-hmm. who's currently listed as a starter on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Zach Cunningham, who yeah. is everyone from a He's Philly sports okay. meet. Yeah, everyone's saying he's he's likely going to be the starter by the start of the season. We've got Christian Ellis, who had a really good game our second preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, uh, the middle linebacker, obviously, N'Kobe Dean, um, Tyreek Maddox, Willi- uh, Maddox Williams, and then obviously Sean Bradley. Just Didn't got Maddox injured. Williams have the pick last night? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he so did. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, am I am I happy about it? No. Right. I think those are going to be the the biggest uh, question marks going into this season, especially because one of our biggest weaknesses last year before we signed Namakin Sue um, and who was the other D tackle that we signed? Um, can't remember. Anyway, our biggest issue last last year was stopping the run. Um, obviously, the the middle linebacker position is a is a huge factor in being able to stop the run. So I'm concerned. Um, I'll stay sort of like precautious or like I'll, I'll bring up my precautions um in a healthy way until the first game of the season second game of the season sure um but unless we've got an answer for that middle linebacker position and the weak side linebacker position i'm 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 kind of concerned this this is the biggest weakness of our defense right now yeah and i also gotta say from like a depth perspective i, I really like what i'm seeing out of eli ricks yeah um yeah he's he's playing really good um, I'm trying to see when this stat was was updated. 25th. Okay, yeah. So today, um, 90.2 coverage grade, 15 targets, only six catches allowed, one interceptions, uh, 54.9 passer rating allowed. Pretty decent. So I'm excited because I think we do have depth there, but sometimes you do circle in. Uh, you do. Uh, I'm sorry, rotate in some other players here to give those guys a break. Um, I'm really excited about our cornerbacks heading into this year. We have, I think, two of the best in the league. Um, I'm really excited about our defensive line. So hopefully we won't need the safety help as much. And hopefully the linebacker positions can 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 uh, figure itself out. Now I'll let you kind of read those names to me. I'm not as worried as as I was, but I, I would like to see a pickup. I'd like to see something there in regards to there. Um, you know, we always talk about the offense. Everyone's excited about the offense. That's your team that's going to be scoring the points. I love the Jonathan Taylor, but call me, you know, a boring old man, but I think a really solid defensive pickup would be uh would be would be ideal. I wonder if there's any like linebackers that are like set to go or that have opportunities to to come over here. Yeah, that's a good question. And and to your point, right, about how we making uh making moves. When did he pick up CJ Gardner Johnson last year? That was towards the end of the the end of the summer, right? When we picked him up. Yeah, I don't remember, but I remember I just remember that he was just the Saints guy that got in a fight with the Bears player. That's all <laughs> yeah. I remember. I didn't really know much about him. Um He came in here and he was a he was a baller though. He was a ball hawk. Yeah, he, he, I mean, I'm not trying to discredit him, but he caught a lot of he caught a lot of tips too, man. Like I'm not. He's only that's, 25. He's so young. That's Jeez. fine. He caught a lot of tips. It's fine. He still led the league in interceptions, I think, out of yeah. any defensive player. And he was out for like three games. Yeah, with a lacerated yeah. kidney because he tackled the player so hard. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, what else are we thinking, dude? We're 16 days away. 
I know. I can't wait. Insane, dude. Insane, dude. I think for next week, uh, let's talk maybe about some fantasy value where people are are expecting players to go. Hopefully, we'll have some news on a potential Taylor Swift background. Definitely get into some season predictions, and then, dude, we're uh, we're heading to uh, Gillette Stadium, taking on the Patriots. That's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to kind of break down the game and think about, you know, what are we going to do? Let's let's get Vince on the podcast. Let's do some uh, schedule predictions. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, the next episode for all of our listeners. Um, Drew is taking his well-deserved day of rest after the last preseason game. It's kind of like he spent all of his energy not trying, you know, trying to not pull pull his hair out of his head. Uh, so, Drew, uh, we are both happy for you that the Eagles preseason is over. Um, finally. finally, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we're excited to have you back. All right, guys. Well, next episode is going to be kicking off our actual regular season with episode 50. Ali, let's do something special on that one. I don't know what it is yet, but let's do something special. And uh, thanks for kicking it with us, guys. Peace.